Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. All right, Louis, let's start with some words of wisdom and this podcast sharp quote. Food's delicate. You have to handle it with finesse. You can't just be an ogre. Chef April Bloomfield. Famous British chef. Yeah. Some words of wisdom for us. Today, our guests certainly understand the refined delicacy of food. We have Chef Genevieve LaMonica and Chef Jackie McMahon, the owners of Finesse Catering and Events. They met in culinary school, Louie, at the Mm -hmm. Art Institute here in Las Vegas, and both have a passion for food and luxury. They're experts at catering for high-end celebrities and companies like Ferrari, Dior, and Nordstrom. Fancy. Yes, fancy, fancy. Fancy pounds. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, ladies. Hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Very Thank you good. for having us. Hey. Thank you for having us. Yay. So, okay, let's start here. Las Vegas is a super awesome, like, setting for all things sexy and upscale. So was it the location that kind of made you cater to the, with this type of focus? You know what? No, location, we could have done this in Utah if we wanted to. I mean, what we have produced and what we are all about is luxury brand. And we just want everything to be beautifully, aesthetically pleasing, tasty. So we would do this anywhere. But bonus, we are in Las Vegas where everything is, you know, on a different level. Everything is fun, exciting. And that's what our food incorporates. So it does definitely work here, but it could work anywhere else too. I really believe that. Hey, there's high rollers in every city. You know, everybody wants to eat. There are. But here, like you have to admit, there's quite a market for. There's a market for what we do here. Being so extra here. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that Las Vegas is all that extra, you think? I feel like it is. California and all that. I do. I feel like people come to Vegas to get away, right? They come here for a certain experience. So, I mean, that's just kind of what Vegas is known for. Right. So why not give them the experience with food? That's and true. And them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have to check out their website um, and their social media accounts because <laughs> seriously, like, let's talk about those blingy, blingy, blingy oh, strawberries. strawberries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're so <laughs> beautiful. How is it even accomplished? Like, they look like jewels. Oh, that's well, yes. Okay. We cannot so tell you don't have a secret, but it was just <laughs> something we kind of did one day, and we, we thought it'd be came up with it naturally, and then it yeah, kind of it really stuck. And now it's one of those things where we've actually made a jewelry box where we present the jewelry. Um, I'm sorry, not the jewelry, but the diamond it's strawberry. It's like jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> we present them in this jewelry box, so the servers bring it out, and it is just something quite remarkable to mm-hmm. see the crowd. Like it humbles us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sit back and we get like these tingles inside because right? we see like this the like, reactions. Oh my god, the mm-hmm. reaction is so grandiose. You know, they're like, oh my god, everyone's videoing, everyone's taking pictures. Yeah. I'm back on saying tag finesse catering events, but um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, they're just so fun to eat that people are just like, what is this? Is this edible? Yes, it is. 100%. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, so it's a trade secret, which is fine. Yes. But so they're delicious, too, obviously. Oh, my God, they're absolutely Mm -hmm. delicious. So did you guys know that you were going to do this, like, 
when you met in culinary school? No, no. which is <laughs> funny. I um, I actually finished slightly before her. Uh-huh. We only had one class together, you guys, and it was Asian cuisine. Oh, so cuisine. random. And you know what's funny is usually um, the chefs used to take you and move you into different like groups so you'd work together with everybody. This particular class and director never did that. We never were on a team together. Mm-hmm. We never <laughs> knew what it was like to work with one another. We were always competing against one another yeah. because he would go at the end of it and pick his favorite dish, hmm. which I want almost all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, that's a fact. Um, but, yeah. Hashtag um, fact. But the fun part is, is that we, talent notices talent. And I would pay attention to her, and she would pay attention to me. And even though we didn't really converse... Until the very end. Yeah. It was, you know, we didn't even really speak at all. Yeah. Not for any particular reason, just because we just weren't on a team together. Uh And we were both kind of bookworms, wouldn't you say, Jen? Absolutely. I mean, we graduated with the exact same GPA grade. Like, if that's not something... uh, What was it? A 3.86, right? Is that we both graduated with? 3.87. Oh, no, it was the same. No, it was the same. So, but I'm saying like, so we were like, you know, very focused and very driven. We weren't there to like socialize and goof off. We were mm-hmm. there to actually learn and do something. And I think that's how we kind of gravitated work towards one another. was the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you respected each other. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And then when you started talking to yourself, like right in the end of it, that's where you saw the no, direction you were taking? No, still not even then. It was kind of funny. Like she was doing private chef work. I was actually doing a meal prep company. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, oh. that wasn't even yet. No, but yeah, that was I'm after, fast forwarding too much. <laughs> that was after culinary school, but we started talking, getting to know each other. Yeah. I think one of the very last days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, um, yeah, it was kind of funny how we didn't even like really connect and make this bond until the very end. But again, like I said, talent notices talent. Yeah. So we were always like watching one another. I would see what she was doing. I'll never forget, you made for your final an orange chicken. I don't even remember that. I remember that. She made an orange chicken with rice, and I was watching her do it. She was doing the the oranges and the juice, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then she was glazing it. I was like, oh, that's fun. I remember that. See? Talent knows his talent. (laughs) So how did it then materialize into a business together? So she, I I started a catering company. It used to be called LaVie, and um, she kind of started doing the same thing. Yeah, I was doing private chef, and then I had my daughter, so I took a year off, and then I just, I had to start cooking again. So yeah. I thought, I had a friend who hired me to cater her daughter's birthday, and then it kind of just stemmed from there and grew, mm-hmm. and then I started contacting her for advice, and she's like, how do you, how do you price this out? Like, what do you charge for this? What should I charge extra for that? And then what, you had an event, and you were like, you know what, can I bring you on? Will you work for me? I'll never forget, you were like, I can only pay you this much an hour, and I know you're worth way more than that, <laughs> but will you still will you still do it for me and with me? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. And we did, we worked that one catering event together, and we looked at each other and said, let's have a meeting. We met at, what was it, Echo and Rig. Echo and Rig, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we met at Echo and Rig, and we sat there, and it, it was, like, already known that we were going to do this. She pulled up her notes and had 90 million different names for our company, and she started <laughs> reading them off, and Finesse happened to be the fourth one she read off, and I said, stop. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> that is it. Oh. Like, um, that was it. I knew right then and there it was Finesse, because truly it is all about the Finesse, and we already knew what we wanted to create. You know, we wanted to make art into one bite and make it be delicious and okay. beautiful. See? 
That's like really condensed, really precise, really right. like succinct. That's yeah. like um, an amazing yeah. like way to like start off your business. Yeah. So how did you develop this passion for food? Because I can tell when you're talking, your eyes light up. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, actually, what's funny, and a lot of people don't know this, is that I started entertaining when I was seven years old. Ooh, I okay. was a little baby, like, doing these fun things. I started with Halloween because I love holidays. I don't know if you have gotten to see any of our holiday work, but we love themes. It's pretty gory. So, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I started when I was a kid. I would do the neighborhood. I was the eldest of all my cousins, so I would have all my cousins over, and I would have all the neighborhood kids over. I'd make a big, huge haunted house, and then the lights would go on, and there was games everywhere and food everywhere, and it kind of started there, and then every year, obviously, it got better and better as I got right. older, and then I started incorporating Easter, and then Valentine's Day, and then Christmas, and then... And then as I got older and older, it was, you know, beautiful, luxury adult dinner parties for just my friends. And that's just kind of how it came about. I have this, like, insane palate, you guys. So I learned how to cook by going out to eat. I would, like, taste the dish, (laughs) and I'd be like, oh, my God, this has this, that, and this, and that in it. I'd go home, I'd write it all down, and I'd recreate it in my kitchen. Yeah. And I would make it for my boyfriend at the time or my family and friends, and they were like, Jackie, you, like, really have something here. Yeah. You know, the fact that you are just tasting something and completely recreating it and making it better is truly something. I was like, yeah, you're right. This is my niche. This is like what I need to do. You found your thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Genevieve, how did it start for you with food? You know, it started when I was very young. I loved baking. Every week I would make something new in my mom's kitchen. And um, I kind of took a break from it in my teens. And then in my early 20s, the passion just came right back again. Mm -hmm. And I, where I used to live, there was no culinary school, so I wasn't even able to go to culinary school until I moved to Las Vegas. So, so I know I've read some background on both of you, and I know that you both are kind of interested. I shouldn't say kind of. You're very interested in health as well as cooking things that are beautiful and Mm -hmm. delicious. Mm -hmm. So, how do you? Because I find this all the time balance between super delicious and super healthy. And are you constantly trying to figure out like? ooh, how do I make this super delicious thing more healthy? Well, it's good for Genevieve because Genevieve is gluten-free. Like, she has the really sensitivity. So she's had to learn how to cook, you know, gluten-free and become healthy for yourself. Yeah, and a lot of our dishes are gluten-free. And we don't really – I think there's maybe one thing on our menu that we fry. Yeah, we don't fry anything. We don't like to fry. Mm -hmm. And then I started a meal prep company. And so I was – had created, you know, meals that were delicious and yet healthy. And I was focusing on the G-bomb diet. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. but um, What is it? The (laughs) G-bomb diet, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms. um, Oh, my God, now I'm spacing on it. (laughs) Berries and seeds. All right, berries and seeds. seeds. There you go. Jackie just dropped the bomb on us. The (laughs) G-bomb. The The (laughs) G-bomb. So, yeah, so that's what I kind of did just to, you know, do that. I also was doing the gluten-free aspect because, you know, there's so many different variations of diet nowadays. You've got the people that are keto, plant-based, you know, oh my God. paleo. Right. It's all over the place. And so you just have to learn how to be versatile and learn how to make a little bit of everything for everybody. That's so true. do you have a favorite kind of event to cater? I mean, obviously it's like picking cocktail a baby. Parties. We love cocktail, cocktail parties. parties. So, I mean, ladies, what are your specialty? Do you specialize in like smaller type events versus like thousands and thousands? As we see, We're like not thousands. opposed to any. We, yeah. we love it to be eclectic, but we'll do that for a thousand people and we'll do that for a hundred people. Yeah, that's right. You know, good. so the quality won't change with the quantity of people. 
That's so cool. we like it all. I mean, we love our little baby small bites because mm-hmm. they're just art on a plate. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you guys, how many times have you guys been to a catering event? And these bites go around and they look nice. And then you take a bite and you're like, what the? Yeah. That's yeah, right. Awful. Like, tastes like cardboard. I feel you like that's I mean? just such a battle nowadays, too, especially yeah. with social media. It's like you want it to be so beautiful, but it's got to make sense well, in the flavor. That's where we excel. Okay. And we literally can stand behind that 110%. The food is beautiful. And I swear to you guys, the quality, the taste, the texture, the temperature, it is all there. Yeah. So. That's what we, yeah. we strive on. We're so proud of. That's what we comes just, from being chef nerds at heart. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Like we don't prep it in the, like we do the basic prep in the kitchen, but we put it all together on site. So Very we don't good. build it in our kitchen and take it on a sheet tray right. and call it a day. Because right. that's when you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do that. So no. the whole alimnute aspect uh, plays into this. For yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So cocktail parties, why do you like those the best? They're fun. They're fun. You know, yeah. And we have we um we have beautiful servers, you know, um, and we love the tray pass aspect. We think there's something very like elegant and luxurious about it, and intimate. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. you know, when you have your food stationary, of course it's beautiful too. Right. We're not knocking that by any ends of anything, but there's just something about the food being passed to you with a beautiful, you know, the napkin, the lady making you excited about the food and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's just a fun dining experience. So let's talk about ladies. So you have ladies working for you. Mm -hmm. You guys are ladies. Mm -hmm. And obviously we can do anything that men can do. But at the same time, (laughs) and maybe better. But but, um, do you face any challenges as female chef owners, like that are unique to being, you know, female? You know what? I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say no. I feel like we've proven ourselves. We've proven ourselves time and time again that we can do anything anyone else can, whether it's male, female, or whatever gender. We literally, I think a boss is a boss. And I think talent is talent. And I think drive is drive. And we have all of that. And so I don't think it matters if you're who you are. Yeah. You know what? That's awesome. I've heard that from one of our guests. Remember Elizabeth Blau said? Oh, she did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're actually in it, you're immersed in the industry and you're mm-hmm. working, you're working. It doesn't matter whether you're like a male or a female. It doesn't. A For sure. It's just uh, sometimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, many times people outside of you think differently than you do. That's but I think true. it's one of those things yes. where you I mean, have to internally stigma. believe oh, yeah. and have that self-confidence that it doesn't mm-hmm. make and a difference. And you want to know what? And I have self-confidence for days. I mean, like, <laughs> Good for you. You know, like, and that's, that's the what thing that, like, even if a man or woman or whomever was to come to me and, you know, try to degrade what I have going on because of my gender, fuck off. Yeah, there you go. That doesn't faze me one iota. I know what I'm doing. How do you do that? Is it something you were born with? I'm born with it. Okay. (laughs) Because I think many women have to develop it, you know? it's like I mean, don't get me wrong. As a a kid, I guess you're not as, like, confident, but you do grow into it. Uh You know, I'm a grown-ass woman at this point. You know what I mean? And I've worked so hard for everything I have. And that comes with a lot of pride. Good. And that exudes out of me. Yeah, you know. Right. So, and yeah, it, it we're proud of what we passes do. down into your work. It does. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'm a good boss because I lead by example. There's nothing I'd make my staff do that I wouldn't do personally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Yeah, for sure. You know, because that huge. creates respect. It does. 
So what's your R&D like? Do you, where do you get your inspirations from everything? Like, is it from social media? Yeah, she says she eats out a lot and recreates. So that's that's a good way for sure. Yeah, like I'll have a dish and think how I can make this into a really cute small bite. Yeah, (laughs) I'm always thinking that too. Going outside the box. And I got to be honest with you guys, I don't even have a Pinterest account. Yeah, I I don't either. I did from a long time ago, but I don't even click on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes when I look at things like that, it'll alter an image I already have perceived in my brain yeah. mm-hmm. for a decor idea or for how I want to plate something. So I don't look at it that often. I yeah. really don't, if, if ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like that tarnishes my thought process. Right. I mean, obviously, taste is the most important thing. and We've been talking about mm-hmm. that. But I think with catering, there's like a whole nother level. It's just like fine dining. You know, with catering, yes. it's like fine dining in smaller bites. Mm-hmm. There's so much put into the plating aspect of it. Oh, and everything. I mean, I feel like sometimes I get like in a plating rut, like, how am I going to do this? You know, mm-hmm. h- how do you come up with, you know, how do you guys come up with new ideas for plating? Like, is it from like art? Is it from music? Like, where do you, yeah. where do you, yeah, that's, oh, a great, that's a fashion, you know, like. We, we feed off each other really well. So yeah. we do. We're, we're a perfect yin and yang. We're like a left brain and a right brain. And we, together we make this big Brain. Gorgeous brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, that's that's why we work so well. Yeah. Because she looks at have, things differently than I do. You have an idea, works. and then I try yeah. to make it better, and then you try to make yep. it better, and then it we have our finesse dishes. Yeah, that's yeah. a great thought process, too. Like it's, it's really unique how they kind of come together, because I'll say something like, oh, let's do, you know, a pork tenderloin dish, and maybe, because I'm, like, I'm crazy with flavors, and I create all these things in my head, and I'm... They just pop in. I'm like, you know, an apricot chutney with this, that, the other thing. And then she's like, yeah, and then maybe we will garnish it with this. And like, so it just kind of like, kind of just comes together and we say it verbally. We don't even, and then we just make it in the kitchen and it just freaking works. Right. It really does every time. Like, So do you guys stand great. around together in a kitchen or how, how does that? Um, is this like we'll a have text meetings. Yeah. Okay. We'll have meetings over a glass of wine, you know. I mean, <laughs> we talk like more, we are right now. <laughs> she talks to me more than she talks to her husband, okay, and vice oh, versa. Like well, we yeah. talk all day, every day. We don't give each other a pause. We got to a point where we're like, okay, maybe we should try and stop talking after 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so we can I like. Think we had have, one day in the last two years. Yeah. One single day that we didn't talk. Well, to we each didn't other. talk at 24 least hours. Just, we're talking constantly because I mean, and our minds are always on creative mode. Like I'll see something. Maybe We're sending each other screenshots, yeah. you know. I'm like, oh my God, what about this? Well, oh, let's do this, let's do this. And so it's constantly different. And what we absolutely love about catering is that every party is different. We are yeah. not a restaurant. We are not a steady menu. Every menu is unique. Every menu is different. Every color scheme is different. Every theme is different. So every single event is fun and exciting, and we can just really hone in our creativity. All right. Speaking of creative, mm-hmm. and we talked about passing, but what about the things that sit? Because what I noticed was these extravagant graze yeah. tables, mm-hmm. as you call oh, it. God and God I God love God. that it's called a graze table. It just, it cracks me up. But graze. what are some, because I think nowadays, like a charcuterie board is so common at restaurants and at dinner mm-hmm. events and stuff like that. It used and to be really special, you know? Yeah. Like how do you guys make them extra special? You know, What's great about graze tables is there's something for everybody. Yes. So we'll throw in random things in there and people just love it. Like those little mini white donuts. Oh, yeah, like we'll, people we'll put like powdered donuts in it and like, <laughs> yeah. or some macarons sometimes. Or, I mean, we're constantly changing it up. Like, yeah. you know, Reese's Pieces in a waffle cone kind of 
you know, tumbling out. over. I mean, so we added something fun and unique and extra you to everything. So not one a half of our grazes has ever been the exact same. Not one Ooh. anytime. Okay. You know? That's cool. Yeah, so it's fun. But, you know, when you walk in and you see this grand table of cheeses and meats and things and it's colorful and it's bright and it's heightened because, you know, we do the level tiers. People walk in and they just... They don't even know what to do. They're like, do I take a picture? Do I eat it? Do I touch it? I don't, I don't even know what to do. Like, this is just amazing. Right. And that is what we want. We are the wow factor. Yeah. And that's what we strive. I think it would be like a, such a multi-sensory experience when you walk into that. Yeah. Well, they sell it by the foot too. We sell it so by you, the foot. <laughs> yeah. So you could do like a 10 foot, 20 foot if you wanted to. We wanted to be super foot. extra. You have, you have over 80 different items on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're talking oh, cheese, meats, meats, dessert things, snacks, fruits, fruits. I mean, ugh. dips, candies, like, cookies, really I mean, something for everybody. Yeah. That's so so for somebody at home, because we do have listeners that are not necessarily in the professional, you know, yeah. catering business or yeah. restaurant business. We actually have a lot of listeners like that who yeah. just want to learn stuff from us. Yeah. So we've got four chefs here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what are some tips for them? Like when they, you know, are not hiring someone to cater them like what are they some tips like that they could make a cool little graze board at home or a little charcuterie board for a dinner party okay. or a birthday or something well I guess you would start with the basics you would the start with cheeses a couple meats and cheeses three cheeses three meats right mm-hmm. kind of go from there crackers sliced bread yep and then you can add some always got to add some dried fruit so your dried cherries dried cranberries add some almonds some pecans Pistachios. Then, yeah. I mean, whatever you can find in the bulk yeah. section. And I'll tell you what, yeah. you guys out there listening, nothing is wrong on a graze. Nothing is wrong on a charcuterie board. Like, you'll be surprised. Like, you can, even if they won't eat a star fruit, add it because it's freaking beautiful. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's just so many things you can do. Pomegranates, you know, cut them in half just for bulk on it. You know, like I said, people may eat it, they may not, but it doesn't matter. It's the look. Somebody's going to try it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could do anything. You could do, you know, like slice tomatoes and slice mozzarella and do like a little caprese surrounding the edges and mm. then build from the inside. I mean, like the world is your oyster. Yeah. Like, and I noticed too, food like beautifully plated is food beautifully plated. Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Loved your, 80s themed. Oh, that was so fun. One. And I just, one. I love the idea of like taking objects, like, you know, I think you had some sort of like a, like almost like a head, like a bust yes. <laughs> kind of thing with like food coming out of like a mohawk a manne- head. It was a mannequin um, head and we did fruit, fruit skewers. skewers to make it look like a mohawk. Oh, wow. I just yeah. love that. And we painted the, the, the head to look like, you know, 80s like style makeup, but you could do anything like. So what's in your brain that you come up with that? Like, are you just crazy a little bit? You yes. just have to think a little outside. Definitely you know, the, little the client <laughs> had a theme and we took it and we ran with it. Yeah. Just took it to another whole. Yeah. Another and that's level. what we do like I gotta be honest there is no rhyme or reason to where this really comes from it's just like okay for example someone can go in front of a piano that's never played and play a piano right Mm -hmm. someone can get in front of a drum set and play drums that's never played drums I can get in front of that stove and I will rock it you know what I mean like you either have it or you don't and that's just kind of what it comes to so you know to be able to you know guide people or do this for them for the people that don't have it is what we really love to do you know so it looks like you guys get along really well with each other mm-hmm. and that you're like the yin and yang and stuff. Yes, definitely yin and yang. Obviously, you can't do this 100% of the time. So when it's not, when you're, it's the creative, it's just not coming together. How, I would like to always ask duos, how do you reconcile creative differences? 
Oh, we do that a lot. <laughs> I mean, what's is it direct? Is it like, no. you know, how do you how do you get along all the time? You know what it is? Is that bring like, us back to happy? Okay, you know what's funny that you asked that is that um, it's definitely hard because you know we're both very alpha females and we both have such a passion for what we're doing. Right, that, I can tell that like I see something maybe a certain way that she doesn't see yet, and vice versa. Right, and so it gets to the point where I'll just shut my mouth and I'll let her do her thing. And, and she'll do the same thing with me. But then we kind of have to prove it to one another that this is the right way that it, it should work. Because sometimes <laughs> I won't, she'll be telling me, no, Jackie, like it's not going to work like that. And I'll be like, yes, it is. And you know what I mean? And she So ha- do you marinate then? You me. just kind of marinate no, on it? No, she'll have to show me. Oh, okay. I would tell them, just show me. And, then, and that's what it does. It's like, right. we just show it to the other person uh-huh. because we're both a visual learner. Right. So if it's not computing in my brain to what she's saying, I'm like, just show me. And I do the same thing with her, right? You know, yeah. and 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 then we'll surprise each other. She'll be like, "Oh my god, you're right." Yeah. Or, or I'll be like, "Damn, that's better." Now you're right. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. So you for know? Louie and me, uh, we have like our differences the same, and yeah. it's like, and then we have. And what's interesting about that though is that a lot of the time the we find out that we want exactly the same thing. Well, it's the, the thing. weirdest thing. At it's the like, end ding. of the day, we want the same. <laughs> we thing. have the right. same vision, but we we a go different in different way. directions. A different way to get there, yeah. exactly. And so if you can accept that, yeah. then your duo can work. And it's like, and the thing too with her is like, you know, she's my business partner, but almost like a sister. It's like it's family. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we get into like a little scuff, I'm over it within. Within seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a sister. You know what I mean? Like, you fight with your brothers or sisters or right. your mom or dad, and you're like, oh, I hate you. And yeah, you're like, two minutes. Oh, I love you. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, exactly. it's like... Yeah, like, it, I love you. How's your cat? <laughs> it, like, it, it, That's it, how we no, are. Nothing like. sticks. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we want the best of for finesse, you know? And that's what we're striving for, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's why it works. All right. Know? So, um, beautiful kitchen, Chef Genevieve. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I just always think it's funny because, like, sometimes, like, chefs will have, like, this super beautiful kitchen and sometimes chefs will have this, like, completely disorganized, like, <laughs> crazy mess of a kitchen. And That's so... like a, a mad scientist. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of friends like that. <laughs> yeah, things It's like they cook that. the most beautiful things but in, like, the craziest kitchen yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. So how do you cook at home? Do you cook, like... Fancy stuff at home, or do you plate everything? Because whatever's fastest, because I have a two year old and a okay. husband. Okay, <laughs> so you're not trying to be like you're not trying to be like diamond strawberries and stuff. Right. I mean, sometimes I do for my daughter just to you know impress Aww. the teachers at school, right? Right. right. Spots, yeah. but, you're um, like, look at my big cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Genevieve does these great lunch boxes. You guys got, should follow her on her personal page. They're really cute. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of cooks and chefs dream about having their own business. Like you know, you hear especially like in culinary school mm-hmm. or like they first get out into being a cook and they're like one day I'm gonna own my restaurant or my yep. own catering business yep. so what advice do you have for people that have that dream that just want to make it happen and because like obviously you've made it happen yeah. and you're still making it happen so yes we're going on year two right right now. like talk to yourselves while you're yes, in like culinary talk to yourself school. at the beginning yeah. I feel like it's timing I feel like timing yeah. huh? T- timing is is a factor of it but it's really you guys it's drive it's when you have the thought in your mind, you know, the five-second rule? Yes. It doesn't mean no when you drop limits. food, you guys. That means when you think about something, you do it right away. Otherwise, in five seconds, it's out of your brain. It's gone. Oh, okay. That That's what the five-second five rule truly means. <laughs> All right. So yeah. my, my, my thing to everybody is um, when you have an idea, don't stop thinking about it. Go with it. Because the second you 
falter on it or you, you know, get lackadaisical on the thought process of doing it, it goes and gets shoved away somewhere else. Right. And then you're like, oh, I want to do that. I'd like to do that. Well, switch that in your mind and be like, I will do this. I want this. I'm going to make this happen. Or I'm doing it already. Yeah. And that's what you do. And you just keep moving. Like you, you keep the thought process going and you don't stop. You don't, that's, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. like I said, if you stop thinking about it, it goes away. Yeah. yeah. For well, me, I had a baby, so I had to, it had to be timing for me, but I knew when I was ready. Like I had a year at home with my daughter and then I knew it was time and I knew I was ready to go hundred percent. So, you know, I started calling Jackie. <laughs> right. Like let's and, get, um, get you know, And it just kind of skyrocketed once yeah. we, once we, you know, joined. Yep. I think, I think everyone's like, everyone's their own worst enemy. You know, people get nervous, think, oh, that sounds like a great idea, but I don't know. Like, no, don't think like that because every yeah. great idea is a great idea. You know, you just have to keep moving and keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. Our, uh, I, in it. I just had lunch with our uh, podcast psychotherapist, Donna Wilburn. Yeah. She's awesome at stuff like this. But um, she gave some really great advice. And it was interesting that she said to me that my problem was that I'm like a 99% person. And I always want to like, you know, I feel like we're similar. Like, mm-hmm. I just want it to be like 99.9%, like yeah. perfect, almost perfect all the yeah. time. And she's like, you don't understand. Like... All these successful people out there, super successful people, millionaires that are great at their business, whatever, billionaires, like a lot of them are operating starting at like a 60. And like they get to like 99 or whatever, but they just like Mm -hmm. they don't have the failure to launch that normal people have. Right. Like everybody gets kind of like what you were saying, which is like second guessing. Mm -hmm. Like, should I do this? Like, believe in yourself. I don't know if I can open my own business. I don't know if I could start a podcast. Like, and it's just all this like negative talk inside your own head. It's like walking to the edge of a diving board and just like looking down at the water. That's a great analogy. You're you're just actually just like giving yourself anxiety. Just jump off already. Yeah. Just, just do it. Get yeah. moving. You just have to do it because guess what? When you jump off that bridge and land that water, you're like, whoo, that was fun. Right. That was great. What yeah. a rush. Yeah. I'm so glad I did it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's so on to the next, point. right? On to the next. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yes. And just you will get moving. to 99%. You'll get there. Yeah. Just yeah, remember, I, if you don't start it, it's There's never a lot of happen. steps. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot that goes with owning a business, you mm-hmm. know? It wasn't is, easy. It's not easy. It's still not easy. We're still... Yeah. We deal with something new all the time. There's mm-hmm. something new that happens. Oh, I bet. Getting our liquor yeah. license oh. was oh, hell. Oh, by the way, Finesse Catering Events does have a liquor license, everybody. Yay. Oh, that's so, a big plus because it's very hard to get a liquor it's license. It's very hard very to difficult. get. We it gone. took us God, between oh, nine, nine months and a year to get it. Congratulations, yeah. ladies. Thank and you. And the, the paperwork oh, wow. you have to submit. Like, it's like, you it's, guys, they want to know about my sister-in-law. Okay? Is it bigger than a mortgage <laughs> packet? It, oh, yeah. Oh, God. It was Thicker. Like both sides. Both, Whoa, yes, both two-sided. Sides. Two-sided documents, oh my God. It was like a thousand pages. I'm not even joking you. It was just insane. Each. Yeah. Each. Oh my But it God. will pay off. Yes, it will. Because yeah. the markup on liquor is awesome. Oh God, yeah. Please, everyone order liquor from us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> happy juice. Everybody wants a little bit of happy juice. And you want to know, I was a bartender before I was a chef. So oh. I'm like a great mixologist. So, oh. you know, I started playing with liquor as my flavor aspect. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. tell people, like, well, what do you feel like drinking? I would literally say this at my bar and be like, because people be like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, well, what do you like? Do you yeah. want like a chocolate raspberry? Do you feel like coconut? I mean, like I can make any flavor you can think of in the whole entire yeah. world. You feel like a pot roast? I can make it. No, right? Like, in a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> and I would. Not pot roast, guys. Not pot yeah. roast. No. But, I want a pot um, roast cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> but I would. And that's like, 
So, yeah, we have, like, great mixology drinks and stuff. Okay, one more question for you guys, because we talked a lot about this peripherally, but not specifically, which is the balance factor. Mm -hmm. So, especially owning your own business, having a child, having responsibilities outside, um, how do you reconcile, like, being, like, a badass at your business, but also being a badass at life? Being very organized. You have to be, yes, you have to be organized. You become unorganized and everything goes to shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you have to make time for yourself. Because we can get really caught up in this and do this all day long, like we were just saying earlier, that we talk all day, all night. Right. And sometimes we have to be like, okay, let's go have a date night. Let's go have a night out with the girls. Let's go, you know, like, and we're actually, you know, the goal here is to like, you know, groom some great employees and let them relieve a little bit of the stress, which we have done thus far in the last few months, which is so amazing. And we, God bless them and appreciate them more than anything. But, like, that's helped a lot because we were so self-consumed. And it was. It started to get a little unhealthy for both of us. We were doing the business side of it and then doing all the kitchen side of it, too, in the kitchen every day and then going home and doing admin. Yeah, so like, it never really stopped. That never stopped like me. for us. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to be a nerd again because yeah. <laughs> I just watched a documentary. I believe it was on HBO about the uh, coach of the Patriots and um, Nick Saban, college coach, and they're both like known for being like the best of the best in their fields. And what was super interesting was that they got their best ideas and their best inspirations for football, not on the field, not in the locker room, not from experts, mm-hmm. you know, not from other coaches. When they're relaxing. Yes! What yeah. you just said. Oh, yeah. you know what? That's funny you said that. Yes. I'll, when I wake up in the morning, I get my phone, I do my best thinking. Right in the morning when I first wake up on my phone, we have a note that we share and we put all these ideas in it. So yeah, it is when you're, yeah. when you're just, mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm alone. You have to decompress. You mm-hmm. have to. Yes. Your best ideas do come from that. That's thousand percent true. I mean, yeah, that's why people get good ideas when they're on drugs and stuff like that. It's the same exact, or drinking, you know what <laughs> or, I mean? Because, yeah, something. because yeah. your mind is like, you're not super, and especially with people like us who are type A and it's like, everything needs to be organized oh, and God, yeah. OCD and blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's like. You have to just sometimes it's nice take a spa just. break, have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. meditate, do yoga, yeah. go fishing is what these guys did. Like, you know, but like, like just know, do something health. else that yeah. has nothing to do with what you're trying to brainstorm on. And yeah, suddenly, I agree. Yeah. light bulb. Uh-huh. It's like this yeah. beautiful light bulb that pops up in the middle yeah. of Hawaii or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could be grinding on something like the whole time and the answer wouldn't come to you. No. Until... Like, you no. gave yourself that chance to, like, right. That's true. breathe. Yeah, you can't so, just be, like, man, in front of a piece of paper, like, hold crap. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so true. Um, so everybody out there, relax, take a break. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Have a glass of wine like us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it'll come to you. All right. It's time for our favorite time on the fly. Today we have Chef Jackie and Chef Genevieve. I'm going to start with Chef Jackie. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. How do you relax? Wine. Favorite alcoholic beverage, <laughs> speaking of. Ooh, wine or tequila. I'm a toss-up. Guilty pleasure. Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh. That's actually good. I just saw a really good one the night before Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Childhood food craving. Anything Italian, pasta. Dream place to travel and eat. Italy. Most inspirational chef. Thomas Keller. Cat or dog person? Dog. Me too. <laughs> Best tool for your job? My chef knife. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. On my and wrist. On your arm. On my wrist. What kind do you have? 
my chef knife? Yeah. Oh, right now, it, it's not... Genevieve, I want a better one for Christmas. <laughs> Mine's pretty good. I, don't, I go ahead on Amazon now. <laughs> I mean, I just nurse her right now, but... Japanese, German? <laughs> I like the Japanese. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, the Utos mm-hmm. are great. Uh, favorite dessert? Diamond strawberries. Diamond strawberries. One more. The food you need in your life. Carbs. <laughs> just carbohydrates. Terrible, terrible, but I do. I'm, I'm a satisfied carbo. How about Carboholic. some pasta in a bread bowl, please? <laughs> right? Please and thank you. Pasta pizza is so good. I would say cheese, right? though. Cheese or carbs. Right. Oh, my well. God. That's All right. Genevieve's turn. All right. All right. Okay. Louis, you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. What is your favorite dessert? I don't like desserts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you just shot down your diamond strawberries. Cat- well, that's you an like exception. <laughs> Cat or dog person? Dog. Okay. Most in- uh, inspirational chef? Grant Ackett's. Oh, good one. Oh. Best tool for your job? Knife. Obby. Still? You, do you have a tattoo of your knife? No. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. I want her to get one. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Childhood food craving. This is a weird one, but beef jerky. Oh, that's good. I don't think it's that weird. No, okay. not at all. Get into a slim gym. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Wine, definitely. How do you relax? Wine. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Tequila. Okay. <laughs> you, Change you it up. like the same person. <laughs> Dream place to travel and eat? Uh, I want to say Spain. Okay. And let's see. The food that you need, absolutely need in life. My red meat. She's a meat eater. I'm All a right. meat eater. I got time for one more. What would be your death row meal? Oh, filet mignon. Okay. And Describe this. in the sous vide. Yes. With the red wine demi glass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. What's your temperature? Me uh, 135, 140. Okay. Uh-huh. Perfect. Cool. That's so awesome. All right. Anyway. Good job. One last thing. Yeah. Go ahead and sell it for finesse catering and events. Well, finesse catering events will not disappoint. I can tell you that wholeheartedly with every passion bone in my body. We are a luxury brand, but that doesn't mean we aren't comforting and sweet and everything. So if you call us, we make you feel like family. We truly, honest to God, you guys take every single event because they are so uniquely different. We treat them like they're our own. We Mm -hmm. literally don't look at you guys as a number. We don't look at you as another random client. We will have a relationship with you. We will continue to have a relationship with you and you will be so satisfied and so blown away with the product that we produce for you. Social media. How can they reach you? Okay. So please check us out on Instagram at finesse catering and events. And then um, check out our website, www.finessecateringandevents.com. Thanks for listening to two sharp chefs in a microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.